uh, we have ended our Psalms series, our Thanksgiving, the Songs of Thanksgiving, and we are about to start a Christmas series, but we had this one Wednesday opening. And uh, this one Wednesday opening, it seemed that God was putting on my heart for a little while now to do this, and this opened up. And so I thought that I would uh, share about one of your favorite subjects. Who doesn't want to hear an old guy talking to young people about dating, about true love? And so we've got this one standalone. This is not a series. We will talk about it tonight and share some things from the word of God. And then um, at the end of our time or at the end of our study time, and I realize that I kind of messed my slides up, but that won't make any difference for you. But at the end of our time together now, some of you are thinking, I'm not dating. I'm not allowed to date. So you kind of checked out, like, that's oh, not for me. Stick around. Because one of these days, you will have a relationship, or at least you'll be looking for a relationship. And uh, this perhaps could help you out. None of us, none of us would take off on some destination. You know, our, our very own Zach Brown is just back today. He went to Oklahoma, went on a road trip to Oklahoma to visit some old friends from youth group and then went to Texas to visit family. Um, Zach knew where he was going. He didn't just jump in his truck and just take off. Uh, he had some idea of which route he was going. None of us would just jump in the vehicle and just split unless we wanted to get lost. But we wouldn't do that. We've got a map. We, we know which direction we're going. And it's crazy to me that so many people leave some of the biggest decisions in life to just chance. They just, in a sense, jump in their car and start driving. And a lot of people do this with religion, with eternal life. They go, well, I don't know. I'll just see what happens when I get there. Really? So you wouldn't jump in a car and just take off driving trying to get to a specific destination but heaven, you're just going to jump in the car and just start driving and hope that you get there? Doesn't make any sense. But here's another one. Love. Love is another one. And, you know, for Christians, man, this is a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Because uh, you see everybody around you dating and you want to jump in. They're like, okay, I guess that's the thing that we do. And then sometimes you can have some well-meaning Christians say, hey, Christians aren't supposed to date, man. They got a court. There's, there's got to be a courtship. And I get it. However, the Bible does not mention the word dating. It also does not mention the word courtship. So where do we get that from? You know, we come up with our different ideas and things. But what do we do here? What we do here is we open up the Bible. We get some wisdom from God's word, right? We don't want to just make things up on our own. And so on, on some of these, you know, these, these huge decisions in this one being love, we want to make sure that you've got at least an idea, some, some sort of roadmap, so you know in which direction you're heading. Now, I have taught on this before. It's actually been a couple of years. I was looking back on YouTube. It's like, man, it's been a couple of years already. Uh, we had a relationship series, and we talked about different kinds of relationships, but we talked about boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, tonight's will be shorter, more compact. Um, not as in-depth, but I believe that there's some wisdom here from God's word. Now, last year, 2022, Yeezy, Kanye, released a song called True Love, right? And it starts out, true love shouldn't be this complicated. I thought I'd die in your arms. Later on in the song, he says, no hard feelings, but these feelings hard, though. 
why does he have a song called True Love? And yet he's talking about complications. I thought I was going to die in your arms. No hard feelings, but these feelings are hard, though. Because Kanye made a huge, huge, huge mistake. He married a Kardashian. <laughs> they are not real to, to start with in more ways than one. They're not real. But you, you're talking and then, and then, you know, poor Kanye, the guy is crazy. So, to, you know, to boot, to add, you know, to add to it. But, but here, here's the deal is he, like so many other celebrities, man, just jumping from one person to the other, and this, you know, they're, they're doing the same thing. They're, they're looking for love, but with no roadmap. They're just jumping in there and kind of like, we'll just get in the car and start driving and let's see where we end up. But you as a believer, us as believers, we don't do that. We've got a roadmap. We've got some wisdom. We've got some, we've got some directions here from God's word. And I am going to share a couple of those with you. Now, there's no way that this is going to be an in-depth study on love, on dating. It is not. There's no, I, I do not have enough time. Uh, but I will highlight a couple of different things. Let me get these up there for you on the, oh, you know what? If you turn that on, it works a lot better. I'm going to focus on just two areas, two areas that I believe will give you some help, some direction. And that is purpose. We're going to look at a few verses in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, there's these two people in Genesis chapter 2 named Adam and Eve. Eve. Thank you very much. And then we will look at purity. Oh, here we go, man. Purity conference. You know, what are we going to do? You know, purity from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And I'm already getting excited. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm already getting excited, excited and talking too loud. Um, excuse me. <coughs> Woo, boy. One, 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 two, two, two. Oh, yeah, there we are. All right, is it hot in here? Um, so we'll be looking at two different areas here. Purpose and then purity. <coughs> boy, excuse me. All right. Let's open up to Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 18, and see if we can talk about purpose for a little bit as it relates to relationships, and specifically romantic relationships. In Genesis chapter 2, now this is the first book of your Bible, second chapter in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 2, there's this account of Adam and Eve, of God creating them, and we don't really have the time to go into all of it, so we're going to pick it up at verse 15. <coughs> verse 15 says this, then the Lord God took the man, now he's already created him by this point, the Lord God took the man <clears throat> and put him in the garden of Eden, and notice this, to tend it and keep it. Now, there it is. There's the purpose. The man had a purpose, and it was service. Service. Now, because we do not have a lot of time tonight, we've got a break in a few minutes for small groups. i got to just get to the point. I've been saying this to people for a long, long time. Being uh, in ministry and being a pastor for a long time, I have done a lot of premarital counseling. 
I am actually right now, right in the middle, right, right about halfway uh, through some premarital counseling with two different couples right now. And so I've done that lots of time. And what I remind the couples all of the time, every single session, we could be talking about, you know, forgiving one another or communication or, you know, all the important things that make up a marriage. But every week I'm telling them, this is just another way for you to serve this other individual. And I'm reminding that them of that every single week. What marriage is, is it's you signing up to serve someone else. Now, some of you are going, well, <clears throat> I'm not planning on getting married anytime soon. Okay. But it is possible that the person that you're dating, or at least interested in dating, you may actually end up marrying that individual. It does happen. Okay. It does happen. Take our very own lovely Perry couple. We have, you know, Matt and Brooke Perry here. Sweet. They met each other in the nursery. I think the story goes, man. They, I know, just true love all of their lives. And then they ended up getting married. Who, you know, imagine, imagine right now, some of you have been in church all of your life and you actually have friends that you have known since you were in the nursery. Imagine you may just end up marrying one of those individuals. Wow. Wow. But in a, in a relationship, in a marriage relationship, service is the purpose. That's key. That's at the center. Here we see that Adam was given a job, given a purpose, tend it and keep it. It goes on to say in verse 16, we'll read a couple of verses here. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. We know the story. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Again, we know the story. Look at this in verse 18. <clears throat> and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Now, I've got something to say about that. I'll come back to that in a minute. But he says, I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now, again, there's lots to say here. And I'll point some of these things out. But I want you to notice, first of all, that the woman, her name was going to be Eve, the woman that was going to be created for the man. She's not even, she's, she hasn't even been created yet. God looked and said, this poor guy, he needs a woman. And he says, I am, look what he says, I will make him a helper comparable to him. So before Eve was even created, before she was even on the scene, she already has a purpose. And the purpose, the purpose is to assist Adam in what he was doing. What was he doing? He was tending and keeping the garden. Her job was going to be to do what? Serve right alongside of him. In fact, to serve him, to help him out, assist him in whatever it was that he was doing. So service must be at the center of any good romantic relationship. Now, I do need to say this. The Lord God said there in verse 18, it is not good that man should be alone. Listen, you want God's best. I want God's best for you. Your parents want God's best for you. Here is what God's best is. Now, this is, this is Adam and Eve. I mean, they, they had their share of mistakes, right? I mean, there was this little thing that they did with the fruit. It just happened to you know, introduce sin into the world. 
But as God set it up, this, this was the ideal relationship. And here it is. It is not good that man should be alone. Listen, do you want to find the love of your life? Here's the deal. Most people, they date. Now, what dating to a lot of people means is going out on the hunt. Trying on as many people as you can to see, you know, where's the best fit. But here's the problem. Hunting always ends with a dead animal. If you go out hunting, you may just end up with a dead animal. You may end up with somebody that says there's just absolutely no life in them. And you, because you went out and you were trying to choose on your own. Here's the best thing that you can do. Look at verse 18. And the Lord God said, Adam didn't say, God said it. It is not good that man should be alone. It's not good. What's going on here is this. We're learning a lesson that the best thing that anybody could do, any man, any woman could do, is to allow, just wait, and allow God to bring you the individual that he sees is the best for you. Now, if you let him do that, you're going to be blessed. If you go out on the hunt, and man, you're, you're going out, you're going on a road trip without a map. You just jump in the car, take off, see where it ends up. And so it's always best to let God do what he wants to do. But service is at the center of every good relationship. Purpose. Now, I told you, we've got, we're just going to spend a few minutes. We're going to keep it moving. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and look at this topic of purity. That's, a, that's an uncomfortable one. One of the small joys and that I have in my life, especially the older that I get, is having uncomfortable conversations with people and um, <clears throat> watching people squirm. Purity in First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 4, verses 1 through 8. Now, we understand that a good romantic relationship is going to possess some purpose. And the purpose we've just found out is service. So the individual that you are interested in now, now that we have, we have different kinds of people in here tonight, different kinds of students. Some of you are allowed to date. Others, you're not allowed to date till you're 30, your parents have told you. And, and so some of you are allowed to date, but you, you don't have a significant other yet. Some of you are not sure if you're allowed to date or not. You, the, your parents have never talked about that. And I, I don't know what, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that or not. Some of us, again, have, we don't, we don't have a roadmap yet. So we're kind of like, okay, how, how, how does this whole thing work? And what can happen is you see everybody around you dating, man. And then you start to feel like, oh man, we're like, well, they got Nikes. I probably should get me some Nikes. Uh, they are, you know, they got that kind of jacket. I probably should get me one of those jackets. She's got a boyfriend. I probably should get me a boyfriend. You know, that's how it works. It's kind of like, you know, okay, everybody else is doing this and you can start to feel the pressure. I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get me a significant other. Now, 
Let's continue on with our roadmap. Now we get to this topic of purity. This has got to be, I mean, obviously all of you know that that's, it's, it's got to be central to a good relationship. Purity. Okay. Let's look at it. Verse one. <coughs> go again. <clears throat> Is it gone? <coughs> Excuse me. All right. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Look what it says in verse 1. Paul's writing. Finally, then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you <clears throat> through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we learn something here. As Paul is, he's He's making this plea for purity to the Thessalonians. And he mentions something here in verses 1 and 2, and it is this. There's got to be some progress, a good relationship between two people of the opposite gender, a romantic relationship, has got to have some progress. Now, I told you again, <clears throat> there's a lot of other things that we could talk about. We're only talking about a couple of things. There's got to be some progress. What kind of progress? Look at verse 1. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more. There's the progress part. Abound more and more. That means that you should be growing more and more. It should be a process of constantly growing. Growing in what? I'm glad that you asked. Just as you received from us, here it is, how you ought to walk and to please God. So this really is for every Christian. Every Christian should be growing more and more. In what? What, what should we be progressing in, abounding in more and more? In our walk. Now, for those of you that do not understand, the Bible oftentimes, Paul, the New Testament writers would use this term walk as a way to illustrate our relationship with the Lord. We're walking with the Lord. In other words, the Lord is on the move and we're following him. So he uses that here to say that we should be growing in our walk with the Lord, but also he uses the word and, and to please God. So we should be progressing in those things, in our walk and in pleasing God. Now, certainly if every Christian should be doing those things, then obviously every Christian relationship should be doing those things, abounding more and more, growing in their walk <clears throat> together and growing in this area of pleasing God. Now, if the relationship is not growing in its walk together, then something's wrong. And there's got to be, you know, some uh, some examination. You got to say, well, wait a minute, what's, 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 what's up with our relationship here? Why are we not growing spiritually in these areas? Why are we not progressing spiritually? Why are we not pleasing God together? Because that certainly should be taking place, okay? But I want you to know that the focus is on the Lord. It should progress, be progressing in their walk with the Lord and in pleasing God. The focus isn't on anything else. It's just on the Lord. So if, if this relationship is focused on something else, then again, something's wrong. There's got to be an examination. There's got to be an analysis. You got to look, you got to take a step back and look at the relationship and go, wait a minute, what, what's, 
what's wrong? Why are we not, why are we not progressing spiritually? Why are we not growing spiritually? Now, he goes on to say this beginning in verse three. For the, here, here's every, every, listen, every, everybody wants to know this. What's the will of God? I'm glad that you asked because he tells us verse three, for this is the will of God. What's the will of God? Your sanctification. That's your, that means your consecration. The fact that you're set apart. This is, this is the will of God. This is what God wants. Your consecration. He wants you to be set apart for his use. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Here it is. Awkward. That you should abstain from sexual immorality. What kind of Wednesday night class is this? But it's clear there. We all know that. We understand this is what God wants. He wants his people to be sexually pure. Okay? And then he tells us how to do that. So in verse 4, he says that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel. I'm going to put the word possess up there. Okay? There should be a progress happening in your relationship so that the both of you are moving forward, spiritually speaking. There should be some advances there, spiritually speaking. But there also must be, and we always associate the word possess or possession with, you know, demonic stuff, man, or, a, you know, demonic movie, scary movie. But what he says here is that each of you, that's every Christian, really, should know how to possess his own vessel. Possess his own vessel. What he means by that is this, that everybody should know, should have, every Christian should have the ability to possess his own vessel means that I have control over my own body. My body should not have control over me, especially as it relates to the area of purity or, as he says here, sexual immorality. Every Christian should have the ability to possess his own vessel. The word vessel is another word or another name for the body. And so we should each have the ability to control our bodies, not for our bodies to control us. There are people who are not saved and they just do whatever their bodies want. We're seeing that all throughout society today. They just, whatever their bodies feel like doing, that's what they do but not so for the believer. So in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, dating, romantic relationship of any kind for a believer, we wanna make sure that there's some purity, obviously. We've gotta be progressing spiritually, but in order to achieve that purity, there's gotta be the possession of my own body. I've gotta have control over my own body and be able to tell my body no, because listen, listen, talk about awkward again. I've been involved in youth ministry for a lot, a lot of years, okay? So, believe it or not, I used to be a teenager. It was back in the 1900s. Very. And listen, the body, and it's not, to be honest with you, it's not just the teen body. It's not just the teenager body. Okay? But the body has all kinds of chemical things going on and feelings and emotions and senses and all the different things are just man, bells ringing all over the place. And we want to be able to control that. Okay, We want to be able to control that, especially if we're in some relationship with somebody else. We cannot just let that run wild. 
So each of you should know how to possess his own vessel. And then he says, in sanctification, again, in consecration, that's being set apart, and honor. So those are the things that should be possessed. You know, we, we should be aiming for these things, that our bodies would be used in, in consecration, set apart for God, and honor, and honor. That's what they should be used for. They, our bodies shouldn't just be given away to anybody who comes asking, but they should be used for the glory of God, for sanctification and for honor. He goes on to be, you know, to tell us what, is, what it's not used for. Verse five, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles. The word Gentiles would mean those who aren't saved. Not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in, his, in this matter. You, you, you know, you, you end up cheating one another because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. Verse 7, for God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. But in holiness, that's what God called us to. And so the Christian couple, whether you're in that relationship right now or if you will eventually be in that relationship, what you want to be doing together is progressing in purity. And the way to do that is to possess your own vessel, to have control over it, to say, no, it's not, my body doesn't do whatever it wants. My body does what I, what I tell it to do or what I, you know, it, it doesn't do what I, what I don't let it do, what I tell it not to. So that's what we're, what, that's what we're aiming for. That's what we're reaching for. So that if you find yourself again in a, in a relationship and the other person is pressuring you to do something that you know you're not supposed to do, you've got a roadmap. You go, no, that's not the way it's supposed to work. And then again, you analyze and you go, oh, this is, something's not right. This person is being a little too touchy. You know, they're, they're doing things that I don't want to do with my body. And, <clears throat> excuse me, that was really loud. <laughs> but they're doing things that, 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 that I really don't, that I know I'm not supposed to be doing. And so, no, we need to, you know, we need to, we need to cut this off. This is not. So what we're doing is we're giving you, again, a roadmap. You're able to look and analyze. Now, again, for those of you that might be in a dating relationship right now, you take this. And again, this is just a couple of areas. But you can take this and go, wait a minute. What is, how does my relationship look compared to what, what we heard tonight? Are we doing these things? We're going to go over some questions in a few minutes. I'm going to give you, but are, are, are we doing these things? Does our relationship look like this? Or is that other person, are they pressuring me to do things that I don't really want to do? You can then analyze and go, nah, this is not, not the right kind of relationship. And, and there needs to be some adjustments. Maybe there just needs to be a cutting away. Like, no, that's we're, I'm done with that. Or if at some point you will be, I mean, obviously the majority of you in here will be in a relationship at some point in your life. And now you've got a roadmap. You go, well, you know, this didn't cover everything. <clears throat> but what I do know is that there needs to be some purpose in the relationship. I'm not just doing the Kanye thing and just, you know, looking for somebody pretty to marry and hook up with. And okay, yeah, I get, you know, and, 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 and making that choice just, with, with no roadmap. But now I understand that there's got to be some purpose and the purpose is to serve. That's what that is. That purpose is to serve. But there's also got to be some purity. Again, there's got to be lots of other things, but there's got to be purpose and there's got to be purity. And if those two things aren't there, now those are major things, 
But if those two things aren't there, then there's something wrong with the relationship, something foul with the relationship. And then the, again, the analysis takes place and you go, nah, need to make some adjustments. It's not gonna, this is not gonna work. Now, what we're gonna do before we close, I mixed up my slides. Sorry about that. Never mind that. Where are we at? Right there. True love. Now, I am going to give you a list of questions. Now, you can do, if you want to write every single one of them down, you can do that. Or you can go back and watch the YouTube video and get those. Or you can wait till the list of all of the things are up there. And then I sometimes I'll see some of you take out your phone and just, boom, take a picture. It's up to you. Here's the first one, okay? Here's the first one. Now, oh, let me say this. I am sharing these things with you. Some of you won't like this, but I'm sharing these things with you from the heart of a father. I'm a father. I got three girls. Heart of a father. But I'm also sharing these things with you from the heart of a youth pastor and saying, I care about you. You need to be asking yourself these questions. Here we go. Number one, where are we at? Right there. Number one, this relationship. Does God approve? Does God approve? And, and, and if you think that God approves, how do you know that? Did he confirm it through his word? Or does he just smell really good so I know it's from the Lord? Does God approve? Here's another one. Do your parents approve? Oh, man, come on. You know, they're old. They don't understand, really. You know, they have had relationships in their past. You know that, right? They've had relationships. And my guess is they've done some things well, and they've probably done some things really bad. And they probably can share with you from both viewpoints. They can say, well, listen, I did this. Don't do that. Or I did this, and man, the Lord really blessed it. So do, do your parents approve? Do your parents approve? Here's the next one. Does he or she, the individual that you are interested in or the person that you're dating already, does he or she love God more than they love you? Because if they do not love God more than they love you, then they have taken you and put you in God's place and made an idol of you. Is that what you want? Some of you are like, oh, it could be kind of nice. No, we don't want that, right? We want the individual to love God more. See, if they love God more than they love me, then they will be learning real love from God, and then they'll be able to love me even better. See how that works? Let's move on to the next one. Does he or she have a purpose? Or are they a bum? They're just sitting around waiting for you to call and text. Every time you post something on social media, they're the first one to double tap. Because they're just waiting around like, oh, I'm just going to wait and see if he posts something. Oh, there he is. Don't even know what it is. What is their purpose? Do they have a purpose? Do they have a purpose? Or are they just sitting around? Are they? Does, does he keep saying, no, I'm going to be a professional gamer? <laughs> listen. Listen. Nah. Listen, let me say something. Let me say something. I know that's the thing. I, I know it's the thing. It is. I know it. People do it. I know it. I know it. People do it. Chicharito. 
He was our LA Galaxy forward, man. Busted his knee. Next thing I hear, uh, he can't play no more. He's a professional gamer. What? People do it. I get it. Some people do it. Is that what you want? Ladies, is that what you want? Does he, have, does he or she have a purpose? Okay, let's move on. Look at this. Does he or she serve others? Or do they take you on one of those fancy dates to Del Taco? <laughs> and they go up and order their fiesta pack. And then they say, hey, I don't know what you're going to eat, but you know, I'll see you at the table. Do you ever spend time? Do you ever spend time with this individual around their family? Do they serve you? Or do they just go and get their plate, man, and then sit down and start grubbing? And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were here. Do they serve others? Do they serve others? Do they serve others? Or does he or she only serve himself or herself? Here's another one. Almost done. We're about halfway through. Does he or she regularly attend church? Does he or she regularly attend church? Or are they always coming up with excuses? And you're like, hey, I didn't see you at church. Oh, yeah, you know, I was up late last night watching YouTube, you know, and I just couldn't make it, you know, couldn't make it. Or, oh, you know, I just was kind of, I was, had a little bit of a runny nose, man. So I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really feel like going. Do they always come up with excuses? They always come up with excuses. If, if, if ladies, if, if you're interested in some young man, is he leading the, the way in that? And you know, the Bible says that the man should be the spiritual leader. Is he leading the way? Or do you always have to say to him, hey, should we pray before we eat our Del Taco? Does he always forget? Does he always forget? You always have to remind him. Do you always have to say, hey, I thought you said we we're going to do a Devo. We're not doing that after all. Guys, is, is, is she down with, with, with prayer, Bible studies? Is she down with that stuff? Or is she like, ah, you know, can I just lay on your chest and look at your Bible? You know, does she have some, does she have some desire? Does she regularly attend church? Here's another one. Here's another one. Go back. Go back. If you break up, seen it lots. I've seen this so many times over the years. If you break up, will he or she continue to attend church? Or will they all of a sudden hate you and hate everybody at church? Will they continue? Is there commitment to the Lord or is it to you? If it's to you, you've got issues, you've got problems. What you want is somebody who's committed to the Lord. And their church attendance will be an indicator of that. It's not the tell-all, but it is an indicator of that. If you break up, or he, will he or she continue to attend church? I got just a couple more. Let's get through them real quick. Has he or she been in other relationships? And if so, what happened? Why, 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 why has he or she been with these other people and you know about it and... and why are they not with those people anymore? Like what, what, what happened in those relationships? Did they do something? Did the other person do something? Were they acting a certain way? What, what happened? 
These are questions that I want to be asking of these individuals. Now, I got a lot more. I got a lot more. But for tonight, this is a compact version. You got to ask some questions. You don't want to just get in the car and start driving. Nah, end up lost. You don't want to just go out there hunting, end up with something dead. You don't want that. What you want is God's blessing, and we find that that roadmap, those guidelines in God's word. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight.